Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on the Spotify, Apple, or Google Playlist apps. My name is Brielle Jekyll, the associate editor here, and this week we're talking about flexible warehousing with the CEO of Chunker, an online platform that helps those needing warehousing space in the short term find space that really fits their exact needs. We discuss how the idea for the platform came about and get into all the details about what flexible warehousing truly means for the industry. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. I am here with Brad Wright, who is the CEO of Chunker. And today we are getting into flexible warehousing. So hi, Brad. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. Oh, hi. Thanks for uh, inviting me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I think this is a really important um, concept right now. Obviously, it's becoming more and more popular. And, you know, COVID has changed so many things about our industry. I think um, just the concept of warehousing in general is such a great topic right now. But flexible warehousing is really interesting, too. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, me too. Uh, so fire away when you're ready. Yeah. So um, I guess let's just start out. Can you uh, explain what flexible warehousing is and really what the difference is between traditional warehousing? Yeah, you know, traditional warehousing is all based around long-term leases. And right. so, you, you know, somebody takes a, a, a lease and, and it might be um, eight to 10 years kind of on average, up to even 20 years for traditional lease. And so, you know, that, that locks people in and it just, it's very inflexible. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the short term, the flexible warehousing, uh, really allows people to take that space they've committed to and use it for other things at the same time. So for instance, if somebody does a lease for 150,000 square foot building and they lose a customer or they haven't grown as fast as they wanted to. They're still on the hook for the whole 150,000 square feet, even though they're not using it. And so they're paying rent on all of it, which is expensive, you know, on a dollar a square foot, you know, if you have 25,000 square feet extra, that's $25,000 a month (laughs) that you're, Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. And so the flexible nature of it from the space provider's perspective is they can now list that on Chunker, just like Airbnb. And we'll find somebody to take that space on a temporary basis. And so from a, from a person who has a need, it's the, it, it's the other part of the problem. They have a short-term need. They have extra warehouse coming or extra goods coming in for seasonality or just stocking up because of all the disruptions. They don't want to go do a 10-year lease for a six-month problem. Yeah. And so that's what allows Chunker to step in and say, wait a second, we've got these extra, we've got these people that have extra space. We're going to put you in there for a few months, six months, a year. And then you can, you know, pack up and go away when you're done with your project. So how do you, how do you feel that um, flexible warehousing fits in with, or kind of compares to micro fulfillment? You know, micro fulfillment is what people use warehouses for. So they'll go into a warehouse and they'll set up a fulfillment center, you know, which is receiving and kidding and packing and distributing, but they need the warehouse to do that. 
So if they have to expand into a new market or if their other warehouse is full, then they would come to a flexible warehouse to set up that kind of distribution or micro distribution, try a new market, anything uh, that they need without the commitment of a long term. Right. I did a, um, actually our, our few weeks ago, our, um, podcast episode was focused on micro fulfillment and yeah, we discussed how important it is that, or that, that big companies are now looking for smaller spaces in closer to urban areas and how that's really important. So I guess the flexible warehouse is the vessel that's making that happen. Yeah. And, and by the way, you know, they might be looking for a, a, a place it's a long-term commitment for them because they want to be in that urban area. They want to be there for a long time. They're going to set up well because of the, um, the, the low vacancy rate and the, just the high demand. It's super hard to find those long-term warehouses, especially in urban areas. So they don't have to let their business, they don't have to put it on hold while they're waiting for that opportunity. They can come to Chunker, get a short-term space that somebody's willing to effectively share with them, uh, set up their operation at least, get going and, and get their feet under them. And then when the opportunity comes along for a long-term warehouse, they can just move over. Right. So I know we touched on this a little bit that it's like super helpful with the shortages and whatnot since COVID, but, but beyond COVID, what are, why is this so popular as of late? I think that, you know, both because of COVID, COVID and, just the general increase in competition for everything. Mm -hmm. The companies value agility. And by being able to move fast into markets or move fast out of markets or spin something up very quickly like they can do in a chunker warehouse, that just gives them, you know, options they wouldn't have had otherwise. So they love it. Yeah. Do you think that there are any pitfalls or things that people need to watch out for when it comes to flexible warehousing? You know, I think the main thing is that um, these companies, you know, they have to understand that it's that it's they're they're effectively sharing other people's space, you know. And so, you know, there are some security concerns. There's ways around that, obviously, and people do it all the time. But they also have to understand that it's kind of like a hotel, you know, where you can check in. You stay there for a little while, but sooner or later, they expect you to check out. Right. You know, yeah. and, and, and you don't have the option just to stay and stay and stay and stay because you're only there because they happen to have that extra at the moment, not that it's going to be extra long, you know, long term. Right. So you kind of think of have to incorporate that for sure into your policy or your strategy. Yeah, you have to you have to know when you when you enter that space that you have to leave. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, no, right. there's no long term option there. Uh, how does technology uh, come into play? I know we have your platform that you said it's kind of like Airbnb set up, but, um, you know, inside the flexible warehouse, booking the flexible warehouse. Well, I mean, the technology is what enables it because if, if, if without the marketplace and all of the features that Chunker has to make it easy, people wouldn't do these short-term deals. I mean, they've always done them, but they do them with brute force and they've been so hard, people haven't wanted to. And that's one of the reasons it's made, you know, why we started Chunker is because the long, the short-term warehouses were so hard to get and to do the deals. And so, you know, the, the technology enables us to rapidly like aggregate the supply of short-term warehouses 
It allows people to easily find without the brute force of just calling and calling and calling and driving around and, you know, sweating bullets looking for space. And it, then it, it makes the deal so much easier because we process all the payments. We have all the paperwork. We have electronic signatures. Now, you know, in 15 minutes, somebody can do a warehouse deal where before it would have taken months. And because of that time, you know, it really dissuaded a lot of people from even trying especially the people with the warehouses, they was, they would have just sat on it and paid the rent forever right. rather than, <laughs> than having to go through the pain and suffering of doing the short-term deals. In, on the other side of technology, you know, we're seeing a lot more warehouses adopt automation and all these, you know, AMRs and these new picking systems. And obviously, you know, we, we talk a big talk about it, but it's not quite as popular in every single warehouse around the world. But, you know, they are looking more towards these greater technological experiences on the warehouse floor. But it takes a while to integrate that technology onto the floor. So how are they able to do this on, in the flexible warehouse? Or just, do they just kind of like focus on the handheld and, you know, that kind of interface? Yeah, no, it's a, actually a really great point. And, you know, there's... When you're talking about flexible space, which, you know, for the most part is anything less than a year. Okay. Um, then you kind of rule out certain use cases. Yeah. For all those reasons you just mentioned, you know, like nobody can come into a warehouse for six months and afford to put automation in place and put all the warehouse management systems in place. And so that kind of limits to a certain extent the use cases that it's, that it's great for, but... What we found is we have really two primary use cases. And the first one is overflow storage. Um, so if somebody's stocking up, you know, and things like that, they may have a lot of extra containers coming in that they can't put in their own fulfillment centers where they're doing exactly all those things that you just talked about. They're putting in automated pickers and they're putting in robots and they're putting in automated, automated packing machines and all kinds of stuff like that that take a long time and cost money. So they, they, they do that in their main warehouse and they use these flexible uh, warehouses for overflow storage. And then as, okay. they, as the room becomes available in their traditional warehouses, they just move it over. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just the, the best use of the spaces that you have. It, it, exactly. So, you know, because it, it takes a long time to automate and to put all those things right. in place. And so, uh, I mean, and it will get easier, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to the point one day where, you know, somebody can come in, run a warehouse for three months and pop in a few automation pods or something yeah. like that, you know, and be up and running. Yeah, we're definitely seeing growth in... Um install installation time especially since covid because people just wanted new technical technical services on the ground that, like right away so yeah, it's, exactly. it's jumped pretty exactly. pretty far ahead <laughs> well, well you know a necessity is truly the mother of invention right exactly so speaking of you know inventing and and you know how faster it's going to be in the future what else does the future hold for the flexible warehouse um, you know, I think that really one of the big things that we're doing right now is also repurposing other types of facilities, you know, specifically like vacant retail and things like that so that we can increase the supply. Because, as you know, warehouses generally are in very short supply. And even though there's this 
gray market effectively that has the, where the warehouses have extra space they haven't been able to monetize before, it still takes a while, you know, and so and, and there's still not enough. And so with the with the retail, you know, it's a whole new use of that space. Well, which which gives those owners options because now they can generate extra revenue from being able to function as a warehouse rather than just a retail store while they're working on a more long-term plan for that mm-hmm. extra space. Well, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see where it's come in the last you know, few years. I think it's a great concept. I love how we're really taking warehousing and pushing it to the forefront of all these companies' you know, strategies instead of it being an afterthought. Yeah, you know, when you give when you give people options they didn't have before, you never know what's going to come from that, right? Because now all of a sudden they can enter new markets faster. They can take on customers they wouldn't have taken otherwise. They can get into new lines of business because they were always constrained by the space they had. And it was, you know, with they couldn't do like these little experiments were really the heart of kind of an agile mindset because they were just constrained. And they they couldn't go do a five year lease to do a three month experiment, and so yeah, I think it's going to open up a lot of options. In fact, you know, when you think about the automation, if they have a current warehouse, they might not be able to try something new in that. It just is easily easy for them now to go to get a, a warehouse from Chunker for three months or six months to try out new automation and new scenarios right. without disrupting their other flow in their current warehouses. So before we go, I'm running a little bit out of time, but I I just, I'm curious, how did the concept of Chunker come about? Was it needing this flexible space and having, you know, issues or was it just, you know, seeing a need and filling it? Yeah, it was, uh, well, the need came from a friend of mine who was a commercial broker um, who'd been, you know, spent 20 years doing nothing but buying and selling and leasing warehouses. Uh Uh-huh. And so uh, in that time, the brokers always got the call, you know, whether people had extra space or whether they had, they needed it. And brokers hate that call mm-hmm. because uh, it's a hard problem for them to solve because they don't have any tools. They don't, they don't know how people are using their warehouses. Once they go, once they do a 10 year lease to somebody, they move on to the next thing and they never really, right. you know, and, and so it's a lot of hard work. They don't make very much money. They want to help their customer, but they don't have any real great tools. And so because of that, he understood this problem in great detail. You know, he wasn't a technology guy, so he didn't understand the solution. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and this is my third software company. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was, I could put together that solution, but that's how Chunker came about. It's just from the roots of that problem coming from the perspective of a broker. That's awesome. That that's you know, I, it seemed like one of those platforms. It seemed like it, there was a problem, like on the ground, and then that, that's so cool. Well, as we talked about it in the early days, this was four years ago. It was. It seemed like such an obvious solution and such an obvious problem. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine that there wasn't somebody out there already doing it, right. and it blew me away. I went and I went and actually did a lot of market research and. Um, it's something I'm pretty good at it because I know that ultimately I'm going to be the one that has to compete. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. who's out there, you know, and, um, but I looked and looked and, and it, I was just shocked that nobody was solving this problem. And so that's when, you know, when we came up with the name Chunker, warehouse sharing one chunk at a time. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> 
and uh, just you know to hit the ground running. Well, I'm excited to see what more you guys come up with. I'm uh, like I said, I'm excited to see where flexible warehousing goes in the future. Um, but thank you so much for coming on and and sharing all that with me. You're welcome. I uh, really appreciate you having me. Yeah, of course. Till next time. All right. Talk to you later.